0: Hey everyone, it's Chris
1: and Christian and your special and guest Mike
0: and you're of course listening to the Radio Arcade Podcast and if you can't tell by the title or by Mike's fantastic rant, we've got an interesting topic in store today. Uh, we're looking at the breakup of the Fab th- the Fab Three and Paul—we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Paul is one of the
2: four. Without Paul, the band wouldn't have been the band. <laughs> I may mean, not like how he gets all the trophies.
1: He was part of the band. He was an integral part of the band. I,
0: I, I absolutely know that.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so messed up to hear that. Like it's like Ringo, I get George maybe, but Paul. Like, <laughs> <of Leonard McCartney.
0: laughs> the, the rage on both of your faces was well worth the trolling comment.
3: I couldn't. I
2: didn't set the record straight. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I get the original mixes of the Beatles albums? I don't know. Any recording in the last 60 years? Like, it's <laughs> available.
1: <laughs> man, you know, I, I really want them to put the mono mixes up on. Um, on uh, Apple Music. I
2: don't know why they haven't.
1: Yeah. It's a
2: ridiculous. lot of these kids are asking for it constantly. Uh, Dude. But, you, uh, yeah, I don't know why they haven't.
1: You know, you know what gets my goat, like really, really gets my goat, is um, on some of the songs, and uh, well, a lot of the songs on Sgt. Peppers, but some of the songs on White Album as well, where they kept that um, that paradigm of having the drums and the bass on one side or just yeah. even just the bass on one side. I'm just like, I, why would you yeah. even remix them? What was even I, the point? I don't know. Like yeah. it's,
2: in the remix, they did that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You mean, yeah. It, oh. Yeah. I, like uh, it, well, uh, the tracks were locked together.
1: In but I mean, were they though? Were they?
2: Because if you look at like um, for the Pepper remix, um, yeah. "A Day in the Life," uh, Giles, Giles even said that the piano and guitar were locked together on one track and he couldn't separate them. So that's just the way they are even in the remix.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Like he was able to go back to the original session tapes and break up uh, like pre bounce, um, tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there was only so far he could go like in, in the recording, his father put certain instruments together and he, he couldn't separate them. I mean, I think he can now, with that mal technology that uh, that Peter Jackson used, but um,
1: they're just locked together. I'm thinking like like even even if even yeah. if um, there were other instruments locked onto the bass track, put it center. Like just put it center don't you yeah. can't like it's I can't oh, yeah. enjoy it dude <laughs> yeah don't put it in the left or whatever don't don't panic it. put it in the center yeah like like look at happiness' is a warm gun like the drums and bass are in the 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 left eh, for like a split anemone he like kicks like another vocal comes in and all of a sudden his vocals in the middle and it's like
2: hey, hey when things jump around keep them in a certain field in in the sound stage keep them somewhere
3: mm-hmm.
2: and leave yeah. them there unless the effect is like um Maybe, like, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, or, or like, to go to Pink Floyd. Um, I think a Saucer Full of Secrets, or maybe it's their first album. I can't remember now. But between the mixes, like, it actually moves around, and that's on purpose.
3: Like, mm.
1: like the
2: sound actually moves.
3: Yeah.
2: So,
1: keep it for effect, or lock it. <laughs> well, one, one remix that was, like, done perfectly is uh, Revolution off of the Love album. Yeah. Whoa!
0: Man. <laughs> the love album, Hit
1: the love album
0: remixes were outstanding.
2: Yes, they were. Uh so Christian, I'll give you credit. I had never actually like noticed panning and mixing really until you pointed that out that years ago. That you said, "Oh, they separated the guitars." Like I never like a light bulb went on, and then I started like pay attention to things. So <laughs> it's only- all. <laughs>
1: I, I was so happy with that because like forever ever since I was in my teens I'm like I can't distinguish between these two guitars and I can tell it's all syncopated and you don't you don't like you don't enjoy it as a human being you can't enjoy that syncopation when they're all in one <laughs> freaking ear from our, right
2: from stereo mixing perspective separating the guitars is it's so much better. Like it's it's the right way to do it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't. And and their excuses of like it was a new technology at the time. Like dude, they had ears. Like come yeah. on, they had headphones. They had ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I got back
2: to what we were saying. Like in sixty. Why? Well, actually, I kind of misunderstood what you were saying. But let's just go from there. Um,
1: Six <laughs> just to rant. I'm just gonna plow ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Abbey Road, right? It was a well mixed album, but it still had some weird choices. You think that by sixty nine, um, stereo was established enough. Let's say it established itself by about sixty six. You think in those three years, call it four years if you want to get that way. But um, you think they would have figured it out. You think they would have learned how to mix stereo? It's not like it's some. It's not like they needed to do theoretical physics or anything like that. Like learn how to mix in stereo the americans could do it fly over to the states talk to the Capitol guys talk to brian wilson he'll tell you how to mix in stereo <laughs> like it wasn't some foreign concept was what i'm trying to say or like even within england like 69 uh zeppelin one was out talk to jimmy page he knew how to mix in stereo mm-hmm. he had he had the the guitars moving around like you know what he was doing but yeah uh,
1: anyway <laughs> whatever, whatever I guess they just let the, the most junior engineers come in and, and dick around on the stereo mixes. But yeah, like, figured it out. Do whatever you want. Just very yeah,
2: they were given to the engineers for the um for the Beatles mixes. Like um the the famous uh anal- or, or, not analogy, but I don't know. The example is um with Pepper, they spent like two months mixing the mono and two days mixing the stereo because they just like didn't care. They just threw it together kind of thing, right? Maybe not two months, two weeks. But anyway, so it's two units that are more than days.
1: <laughs> it's literally the biggest tragedy in all of human history.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it
1: doesn't get any worse than that.
3: Yeah.
0: I want to Certainly go on not right for here. John. It didn't get any worse than that. <laughs> and weirdly, in that in all that technical conversation, I think that does tie into the Beatles' breakup. Because there was so many things. Like, whenever, whenever we talk about the people, the Beatles' breakup, the common consensus is, of course, like Yoko. Oh, it was Yoko. But oversimplification. Yeah. But, like, in doing some refreshing of everything, like, Paul, Paul, as much as I made that joke, like, I know he is a deserved member of the Fab Four. He is half of Lennon McCartney. Like, I just poke fun at Paul because I don't know, it's fun to do. Um, but he, like, as he was trying to step into the managerial role a bit, like some of the stuff at Apple and the mixes of songs on the get back sessions were really pissing him off and that prompted his, his partial exit. Um, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, Paul was a key component to the breakup, not just because of the simple fact that he was in the band and for the band to break up he would have to leave but mm-hmm. just like there's different layers like what you were just saying like him trying to be the manager and that kind of proliferated into problems amongst the group like yeah. he was trying to keep it together and he was trying to be uh quote unquote the grown-up in the group um and he just ended up pissing off george and john Like, they just couldn't deal with Paul's
1: garbage. You're not my dad, dude. You're not the boss.
2: Like, 30 years later, well, maybe 25 years later, to the anthology, like, they were recording new tracks, and I don't think it's ever been said explicitly, but based on things I've read, George just got so sick and tired of working with Paul again, that he said, that's it. (laughs) And they didn't finish. (laughs)
3: Because
2: Paul's a perfectionist, he knows how he wants it. I mean, there's even that, um... That bit in the Let It Be movie, where um, there's the the bend, that step down bend in uh, I've Got a Feeling, and mm. um, I think John was playing it, and Paul's like, no, no, you're just not doing it right, and John keeps playing it the same way that Paul's asking, <laughs> no, no, not like that. You got to do a little, little more progressively, and John's just like, I, I'm I'm over this. <laughs> it's it's a string <laughs> bend. <It's
1: laughs> Come on. so... But he's but he was completely right. Like Paul's like do you have to do that exactly right or it doesn't it's not it's well, he, he,
2: he was right, but he was irritating.
1: But it's <laughs> it's I don't think there was any way to not be though. Like I just think there was no way to like get that part correct, like exactly the way he wanted or it needed to be, without making John angry, right? Without getting under his skin because like if, if John's not doing it you, and and it's you can't just leave it. You can't just be like, all right, we'll do it the way you want, or just do it this way. It's like, no, it's not right. We need to do it right. Right. So it's like if I can't if you're not gonna listen like it's I I as someone who's been in a band who's had to fucking tell her sorry,
0: damn it. <laughs> PG thirteen, you got the one hand. <laughs> I got one that was it.
1: That was it. You get one. <laughs> well, as, well, no, yeah. no, no. I mean obviously like I'm not I I haven't like I, I don't know, I've had to I've had to do the same thing and it's it's there's no way to there's no good way to do it. Like, there's no way of winning. There's no It's it's yeah, it's you're really in in between a rock and a hard place. But as someone who loves the Beatles, I can definitely say if that, if it was done perfectly, like in the, the version we got at the very, like the, the very final version that, that climb down, absolutely perfect. And I still, I'm, when I hear it, I'm like, I don't even know how you do this. Like, like it's, it's like you hold it super bent and you just, yeah. And you, you just, just slowly let it, it release. Yeah. And it's let, like,
2: let it be, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But like when,
1: like when he starts to like, cause there's no, it's not like moving from fret to fret. You don't have any like objective physical measure. Yeah. Right. You just have to do it by ear and like hope the timing works out. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's really cool, man. I remember but that part of you Bending the pitch, which is
2: a lot. It's, it's kind of a, a guitar fundamental. You have to, when you're bending, you bend to a certain pitch. Right.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Chris. So let's, uh, at, yes, as we're, as we're talking about it, let's, uh, I'm just thinking, let's dial things back a little bit just because the three of us, are are really big Beatles fans and I'm not sure every every listener is. Um and we've kind of talked about like how the breaking up of the band was a multi-layered thing. It, it's not that simple. Uh so why don't we set the stage for for that a bit. So I guess the way we could go with like um Mike uh what would be a way you look at like a big component what would be something of the many components? What do you think was one of the larger ones that led to the the breakup of the Beatles?
2: I've always felt that the largest catalyst was they they just grew up. Like they grew up, they became their own men. They went separate ways. And they wanted different things. They had different interests, and uh, those interests didn't always align with being in the Fab Four. But, yeah, and it doesn't even yeah. that doesn't start. Yoko that starts before Yoko, that you could say that started when they uh, uh, started to get a little tired with touring and all the mania. So it could have been as easy as early as 64. Really, the breakup was starting. Um, You could say it it started when they when they stopped touring and then they didn't have to commit to being the Beatles in person anymore. Right. (laughs) Um, And they became recording artists and kind of explored their own uh, interests there. Even though they were uh, uh, recording albums as a band, they were becoming
1: solo songs gradually. Right. Um, Christian? Oh, uh, I don't know. I think Epstein's death had a lot to do with it as well, because once everything started to fall on their shoulders and they sort of had to make their own way, they couldn't, couldn't Peter Pan anymore. And, uh, I think the, uh, the reality of, of having to grow up and that being forced to grow up, I guess, in that sense, to sort of take responsibility for probably, um, it did a lot to them to, to, uh, to convince them or, you know, maybe it's just like it started to wear on them. Right. That's when like tension really started to get high.
2: Yeah. Well, and they started to, you know, they opened Apple as well. So to have that added pressure to have to deal with all that, which, was a total disaster really (laughs) from a business perspective um, that didn't even get wrapped up until I think sometime in the 80s the late 80s (laughs) it was just such a mess Um, like I think I think they wrapped up finally wrapped up all the the business affairs of the breakup and then they started the anthology (laughs) like
0: it's kind of weird Yeah. yeah Well, yeah. Was, oh, sorry.
1: No, I was just like when we were talking about the anthology and George, and it's like, yeah, I can't imagine finally getting out of that relationship. Yeah, you know, and like making your own way, and like having your own albums, and running your own bands, and and stuff like that, and then like coming back in your like in your fifties oh, or whatever to like deal with Paul. I'm like, no, yeah. dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, and still being treated like the young one, right? Yeah, um, it's like like he's gone off. He's uh, you know, he recorded some great albums. He made the he did the concert for Bangladesh, and you know he was. I
0: was about to say that George he Harrison had a concert in and then to,
2: be, to be treated like an underling again. Uh, he didn't have time for that.
1: No, I don't think anybody <laughs> would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, Paul should like chill out, man. <laughs> like just like you. I mean, everybody like if, if you give if you give them enough time, they end up coming with stuff, coming up with stuff that either you didn't come up with. That is just as good, or or they'll they'll figure out what you wanted eventually, right? Or you'll get what you want. But he says he just seems very like he he never just sort of lets them figure it out for themselves or or gives them enough space yeah. or time to like come around to his side of things. I mean, just well, the only thing I've seen is is the Let It Be movie, so I'm um, I mean, get back. Uh, so I, in in that instance, that seems to be what's happening. But yeah, I, I mean, I feel like if you just chill out and also be like hey this is something everyone says about me maybe I should change
2: (laughs) have some self-reflection yeah yeah
1: Um but he doesn't. He's, he's he's, like I'm Paul McCartney. I'm right, I've been proven right like yeah. for decades. Why should yeah. I change? <laughs> right? People idolize me as a god.
2: There are people yeah. crying because my band is not
1: together anymore. <laughs>
3: it, it's it's
1: like Neil Young, right? Or it's just like no compromise. Why should I compromise? I've been I've only been reinforced as correct in my entire life. Why would I compromise?
0: <laughs> it's uh I definitely I definitely agree with Mike. Um like a big part of it i think you could trace it definitely to the white album um cuz the white album like i even joked with mike earlier today like it feels like three solo albums and a couple solo joints from ringo with mm-hmm. everybody else just being the the studio backing band uh it's a very very divided album it doesn't have the cohesion of Sergeant Pepper, Rubber Soul, Revolver, like it's that's where you see them really like starting to separate and probably not touring didn't help. And then heroin addictions and yeah. very, very influential girlfriends probably don't help. Um and then they're seeing they can scratch that artistic itch outside of it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, when the when, in twenty eighteen, when the um, remix of White Album came out, uh, Giles said in a lot of his interviews that um, the the what he heard while making this remix was not a band breaking up, but a band working together or, or coming together again, whatever, um, or just being together all along. And uh, I can understand that to an extent, or I can believe that to an extent, but I still hear it as solo ventures with the others coming in to put on their
1: tracks. Like if even because like some of them, uh, yeah. some of the guys who wrote the songs did a lot of the tracks themselves, right?
2: Yeah, like Paul, he would play the whole band himself because <laughs> he only he's I mean, the only one who knew how to do it right.
0: Who <laughs> does he <laughs> think he is, Prince? <laughs> well,
2: but yeah, I mean. I, under, I, can, I can kind of find a compromise that, yes, it wasn't a totally unhappy time, and yes, like, they did have joy together in the studio, but they were also, yes, they were also doing their solo projects and breaking up. They were. Like, if, if uh, Paul's in Studio 1 and George's in Studio 3, they're not working as a band. They're recording separate tracks for solo albums that eventually became one album
1: yeah 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 and and i think i don't well I, I again i have no idea but it feels like Sgt. peppers was like it was a lot of just paul right yeah and i mean i don't really it, it just it feels like um the white album was like a response to that by the other guys in a way where it's like no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, let's, but, let's let's come out with yeah. two whole records so that we can actually get our songs on here and do things the way we want to. And then, Paul, you can do whatever you want, right? Because that's what you're going to do anyways. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pepper was very much a John and Paul album. Even George and Ringo have said, like, there was no fun had by them on the album. Like, they were just there. They would, they would do their tracks. And John and Paul would go and, you know, make their songs. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. But and yeah, uh White Album was I've heard I think I've heard the the the, the band say uh that it was a um like a, an opposite or a counter to Pepper and that not just like Pepper was all colorful on the cover and all that and White Album is stark, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're onto something there. <laughs> I think you may
1: be onto something Christian. It's <laughs> <This> White Album. <laughs> yeah yeah that album's so dope I, I, get like a lot of those remixes I just wish the bass was in the center that's all I want I don't even care if the drums are are to the left or the right necessarily but the bass has to be in the center yeah it, I
2: found the White album to be the not the worst I don't want to say worst but the least good <laughs> um, remix really <laughs> I, don't, I don't really feel like anything was really gained out of it like Georgia's songs got better they were mixed better oh yeah yeah Pepper was definitely the best remix.
1: Oh, Helter uh, Skelter was the remix is amazing. Like, when, right in the chorus, whenever like the drums go stereo and stuff, it's yeah. like, what the holy crap, dude! Like, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I think Abbey Road probably was the best, uh, the best remix, right? I think it was the
2: second best. Pepper was the best remix for me because it fixed a lot of things. It fixed the stereo mix. I go, the
1: I other
3: I two God. God. <laughs> stereo. <laughs> but,
1: I'm sorry. What? It, no, I was listening the other day, and like I really like fixing a hole and getting better, like I like those songs. Um, but again, the bass is like it, it, I don't. And, and here's the thing: it was sort of weird because um, sometimes with, with the way my earbuds work and like the way my ears work, sometimes one will be like one side will be louder than the other, yeah. depending on like if there's pressure in my ears or if there's wax buildup or something. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. It just it sounded to me like the bass was like at the very least like halfway to the right. Yeah. As opposed to right in the center, and I, I, I just, I it deflated me. I was like, so "I to really, it on." And I'm the like, major oh, break
2: "For every mix is where the bass is. You don't yeah. care about anything else. It's where the I, bass." Oh is. no,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, there's but there's so many. There's so much. I'm willing to just be like, fair enough about you know. Yeah. But this is like a very like psycho acoustic. Like I can't, I can't deal. If if the bass is in the right ear, it's just distracting and it's like muddying and it um I can't enjoy it. I just can't enjoy it. It really sucks. I was so excited to to put on that album, and be like, oh man, th- these songs are going to be dope. Like, there's such good band songs. Um, you know, maybe yeah. the handful that I'm talking about, like uh, fixing hole, getting better, and um, good yeah. morning, good morning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if the bass isn't in the center, then like I'm I'm just, I'm just I can't deal. Just write it off. Dude. Yeah, I write it. I can't because it's like, what's even the point? What's the point of listening to this? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Compare that
2: mix to the original stereo mix.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I guess, I guess, point, right. That's the point right there. It's like, hey, I'm stabbing you, but I could be shooting you. So, <laughs> <laughs> be fine with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 just because I don't know about this stuff as much as you guys do, I can briefly add before trying to get, I guess, refocused on the breakup piece. I gotta say, out of remixed albums, aside from Love, the one that, um, the one that really hit for me, it's my go-to version of the album is "Let It Be Naked." That mm. that remix of the album uh to be more in line i guess with what the original vision of it was is Paul's well- original vision anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes all right fine Paul's original vision uh but some of the songs are much better on like they sound much much better on that than they did on the original release and that one also the let it be naked also has the rooftop performance of don't let me down on it and that performance is dope <laughs>
2: I've always felt that the, the best thing we got out of naked was the improved track order or track mm. or the list track list, getting rid of the fluff, putting on tracks that were only as singles. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in the rare minority or the minority, uh, in general of uh, that, um, that Spectre's stuff was good for the, for the most part. I liked his strings, <laughs> Christian's got those eyes going on.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel that, like, you take Long Winding Road. It's a much better song with the strings and the chorus and the specterization.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it's epic
2: that way. It has emotion. It has a different emotion. Not the okay, like the this the the naked version or even the uh, the new remix, which is kind of a, a hybrid of the both. Um, uh they have a certain emotion to them it's almost like a um uh, a a closure where the specter version has a grandiose reflection of all that we've been through
0: i you know that's a fair that's a a fair way to describe it my like it's not that i don't like the specter version it's just my personal preference i prefer the the stripped back Piano ballad yeah. version of it. I I, um, I I
2: I can't find anything against that opinion. Like I I can't shut that down. I just like the Specter version
1: better. <laughs> they all- there. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know there was a difference. I don't listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> the great song.
0: I know, Mike, I You hate might, it. You, you might be able to. Uh, do. I, just, I didn't know to tell me
1: that. I just know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, the, like it's so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, I'm not going to get mean about it. I just don't like it. <laughs> uh,
0: Mike, you might be able to answer. Is there a difference between the original version, uh, like the Spectre version of Across the Universe, and the uh, the Let It Be Naked version?
2: Um. I haven't listened to "Let It Be" naked in a long time, so I can't really think. I think it's it's drier, and I mean in the sense that it it's 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 like a flat recording on naked. Okay, uh, but I can't really I can't remember right now.
1: I um, I do. I will say that the I love 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 the remix of uh, "Let It Be," and I really like. It's cool because in like the super deluxe edition, they do have um, like "Don't Let Me Down" and and stuff like that, but. I really, really wish they would have uh, added that in to the um, the track listing.
2: You know what I wish they had added? There's a version of Let It Be that I've only ever heard on the Beatles channel on Sirius XM Radio, where both guitar solos are layered on top of each other. Like, there's a single version, there's the album version, but in this, they're together. Ooh. So it's like a double track guitar solo. It's mm-hmm. a little messy, but it's interesting, and I wish they had included it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that sounds Is interesting. It- is it the love album where you get that just utterly gorgeous version of a uh, like acoustic version of while my guitar gently weeps? Yes, mm-hmm. that, oh, that was, was so on Anthology
2: Three. But then uh, George Martin, right. in his last Beatles thing before he died, um, put strings on it, and it was just perfect.
3: So
0: good,
2: just perfect. So yeah.
0: good. Um. Yeah. Okay, so I guess just to get it, get it back. Pun ah. intended, but I'll roll with it. Ah. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, Christian, um, one of the big factors, and I guess the most common one, it, it's the go-to in pop culture. It's the oversimplification. Uh, you're breaking up the band, Yoko. Um, what, w- like, how much of the Yoko factor do you think comes into play with the uh, with the breakup?
1: Not much at all. I, I think I don't think it helped. <laughs> like I don't think, like I don't think it helped. No, no but I it's like think it much of, a, of a
2: catalyst, though.
1: Yeah, no, I think That's all of the, Everything that would have happened would... I'm sorry, did yeah. he say Mike or did he say Christian? Well, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 it's a trial log. Like <laughs> he wasn't talking to you, man. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't <know. laughs> I didn't know Tom was on the call.
2: I had this conversation with you in <laughs>
1: Um, no, no, I, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, she wasn't, I think, like, obviously, like, like I said, like, it didn't help the immediate, like, environment, I'm assuming, because that's strange, but, uh, no, I don't think that she was the, imp- like, no one's gonna, they're not gonna break up the entire band because John's dating Yoko and she comes around all the time, it's insane. Well,
0: they, uh, it, it's, I agree with you 100%, the only reason I bring it up is because I, even when <laughs> Uh, I did like the preliminary refreshing uh, of the breakup. The like a huge general idea of it seems to be people just still fixate on the Yoko factor of it all
1: because she's off
0: putting. (laughs) 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 If you can't like you're looking for
2: one thing to pin it on one one reason. There she is. She wasn't in it when they started. She was in it when they finished. She must be the problem.
1: Not like that, but she's like super annoying and like, like also yeah. like difficult to understand. Not, not, not like in terms of like her speech, but just like what she's doing or why she's doing it. Like it's just so like inscrutable. I, I don't. I, it's just unnecessary noise and confusion in in the whole thing. It's just like yeah. No. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> she's just so weird and like uh, not um, appealing um, in like any way. You know. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like like. Physically, but i am also talking about sexually Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: <my gosh.
1: laughs> oh um, no no she just yeah nothing like her her singing her artistic endeavors her personality yeah, her yeah.
0: Yeah, right, right, all, yeah yeah it's all yeah it's just any, like,
1: any yeah it's it's all terrible
2: but
0: no yeah, i don't like if paul brought bjork and was like all right guys let's roll with what bjork is saying yeah mm-hmm.
2: We're going to have Bjork sit here, and she gets to sing every so often.
0: Well,
1: she <laughs> she She's more successful than uh, Yoko Ono musically, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. So, I think there's room for Bjork at the table, that's what I'm saying.
3: There
2: could
1: have been some Bjorking. Some Bjorking? <laughs> some Bjorking, yeah. Jorking your Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, frick? Um... <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing obscene about that. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jared is 60. Like
1: no no What?
0: (laughs) I feel like that was a very Kelly reaction to something Ryan
1: said. Yeah, like you 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 didn't go off yet. You didn't say anything about it yet. (laughs) Kelly. What? 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 What is it now?
0: Um, okay. So I guess an, another thing we could look at is it, it seems to be just, it's not the, the simple thing of people like people just pointing at Yoko. I don't think we can just, you can't just fairly say, Oh, it's Paul's fault. Cause Paul took too much on. Um, but do you think if they had taken a break that they could have uh, could have come back. I was reading some stuff I was reading and it was an interview with John where before like I think it was before he told the group he would quietly he was quitting which was like a good couple months before Paul was just publicly like yeah I'm out peace. Yeah. Um John was like I don't know maybe if we take a hiatus or something like we can all go off and do our own albums and then come back. Together, do you think that would have happened, or the Beatles were just kind of like at at this point it was done?
2: Christian, why don't you talk first?
0: Oh
1: no! Well, I thought you might have more information about it because I I was thinking like I feel like there's there's a bunch of you know when you know like shows or like movies or books when people like when a couple that's like really really in love break up for something that's like it's basically a misunderstanding and but yeah. things have become so insane that they they can't reconcile yeah. and i feel like that's sort of what happened where it's like there's miscommunications and misunderstandings and people trying to like you know basically get out in front of what they feel is going to be a betrayal or what they feel is yeah. going to be like so i i feel like there was just really bad communication and and eventually like Someone wanted to be the first one to leave and be like, "Oh, I'm better than you. I'm leaving. You're not leaving me. I'm leaving you." Like that type I'm of thing. I'm leaving on top. I'm yeah,
2: going and, up in this relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I think I think if we're talking Beatles reunion, I think Yoko has a lot more to do with with the the lack of a reunion in that respect. I think it's so true. I mean, even
2: if you look as as early as the concert from Bangladesh, George wanted John to be there, but John insisted Yoko would be there, and George said nope. <laughs> so that was that was the end of the conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, what like I don't, but yeah, maybe John was maybe he knew maybe he's like this is the only way I'm getting out of this <laughs> or something maybe because he's like I don't know when you read about him at the time it just seemed like he was so over. Um like music right from like 75 to to early
2: 80s raising sean yeah when he took his yeah. house his house husband sabbatical yeah
1: when, when did I, uh, bangladesh happen
2: 71 i think
1: oh really yeah oh wow yeah well i don't know why they were so inseparable like what, what was what was john like what did john say about them being so inseparable
2: uh I can't think of anything in spe- in, in particular. Um, I think as a armchair psychologist, I think it was a whole mother issue. He didn't have a mother and she was a mother figure. She told him what to do. She told him how to act. She controlled the finances. She controlled everything. And he needed that. Yeah. I think it was yeah. purely like Oedipus thing. Um,
1: that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. But I also believe that um, it seemed like John was kind of he had finally found himself and gotten over all of his demons um, by the time just shortly before he died. I think that in the eighties, he and Yoko would have been done.
1: Me too. Me I think too. When um,
2: I'm woke up, I'm yeah, this this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> May Pang stuff. Friend. Well, that too. Like, like, yeah,
1: the way she. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like. They like come and being like, holy crap, dude! Like, <laughs> like what? What the heck? Like Wait, all what? that. All, well, there's this drama where um, Yoko left, uh, and she basically got May Pang. Who was she I told guess,
2: John that he still had? Oh. Time. John still hadn't had time to complete his boyhood in a way, so he needed like time off to be away from from her to just right. Meet. So that was his lost weekend period from, uh, but was it 73 to 75? Um, and during that time, uh, Yoko hired, well, she was already hired, but she provided a surrogate Yoko to John, uh, an Asian woman, a young Asian woman who was basically John's girlfriend during the time. And, uh, it's kind of odd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
3: I forgot kinda... about that.
1: She's, from what I all account, she seemed a lot more likable and attractive, so...
2: Yeah, see, I saw her, I saw her oh, yeah. she did, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. What are you talking about? I, I, like the one and only Beatles convention there ever was in Toronto. Um, I went to that and May Pang was a guest speaker. And she seemed alright. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, she seems sane. <laughs>
1: So, yeah. All things considered. But
0: uh uh Oh sorry. No, well, that's it. I was so just gonna I think. guess
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that Yoko doesn't control the Lennon estate anymore. Sean does, but
0: it's uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's near so death. I guess oh right. <laughs> she's pretty old. Um, she's late 80s. I guess I got a question for you guys. Do well, uh well, did, Paul tell the band that he was leaving before that press release got dropped.
3: I
2: don't know. I don't know if he just dropped it and said, look what I've done or, or what? I really don't know.
0: Just, just cause as I was doing, uh, as I was doing some digging on it, like Christian, when you mentioned the, the thing about the, the married couple and they hit that almost differences where it's just due to failure of communication. Mm. um, like some of the stuff was pointing out the breakup from Paul's perspective. And he was like, he'd been arranging stuff for the solo album for a while. Uh, It was in from a depression during the, uh, like during the get back recordings and George had quit and Paul and John had been like, Hey, I'm dipping. Um, So it was just all this. And he was pissed at Spectre. So basically He just ended up recording this solo album and then Apple was like giving him issues. And then the band were giving him issues like, hey, Ringo's got an album dropping that same time. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then it seemed like Paul just lashed out where he's like, hey, I'm dropping this solo album. He burned Spectre. And that's where also it kind of got announced that he was leaving. But when the band reacted hurt. Paul seemed confused. Cause he was like, it, at least the impression I got was Paul's impression was the band would know he's not formally quitting. Just being like, I'm I'm taking the break to focus on the solo thing. But he, by all accounts, he seemed genuinely hurt by their reactions, but they weren't happy about that either. So I was like, did did he not have a conversation with any of them beforehand?
2: I really don't know. I know there was definitely um, a lot of disagreement over who their manager should be with the whole Alan Klein, Lee Eastman thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's really what the, like their breakup, it it was less a musical breakup, even though it totally was, but it was more of a business breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the legal entity known as the Beatles broke up. Um, but to answer your question I really don't know if they had conversations beforehand. I mean they were kind of broken up anyway. Like you said that he re- uh, Paul recorded uh his own album. Uh they all recorded their own albums after Let It Be. Like they were all doing their own thing. Um So yeah, I I can't remember. But I thought if you really want to uh get an in-depth uh Uh, analysis of of this of the breakup period and everything up until uh pretty much modern day i think read this book called you never give me your money it's fantastic like there's things in there that like i was disillusioned when i read it like things that i thought were like oh well the band did this because they cared for the fans they did it because they needed money or they needed for legal reasons or whatever but uh maybe i'm off topic here but read the book you Never Give Me Your Money by... Yeah, that's... I can't see the book right now, so I can't tell you the ty- uh, the author, but really good book. Uh, like the anthology. I thought that they had did that to give the fans something really interesting and something they'd love. It was just for money. Ringo was broke. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh,
1: drank it all away. He did. <laughs> he drank it all away. Yeah, i I think I think a lot of the the back and forth and negotiating that was going on near the end of the Beatles was done by people who had their own interests and their own Oh own, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, their own motivations. So um there it was ripe for um miscommunication and, and dysfunction. And exploitation. And I think, exploitation, yes, absolutely. The, the, yeah, you know,
2: yeah. the band was exploited from the time I think they signed with signed a record deal to well, maybe even today. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but at least at least with Epstein, it wasn't necessarily like exploitation. It was more he was just inept. In yeah, uh, yeah, but through his
2: ineptitude, they were exploited. They were exploited. Yeah, were yeah, yeah. exploited.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, like like Mike was saying, I, I think they were well, they all. So what happened was they released Let It Be, right? And then I think what's it was like six weeks later, they were back in the studio doing Abbey Road. No, no not, released, were, not released. They finished Let It Be, finished. and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, they
3: finished
2: what would become Let It Be, and uh, then they they
0: weren't they all like Let it Be. pissed off, off it. at each other by the end of it. Like they hated recording that album.
1: No, 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 no. Wait, Let It Be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it was called I'm, Get Back at the time, yeah. and it what all I've read is like the recording sessions from Get Back were tense. Um, miserable I like Yoko was there a bit there was the Phil Spector stuff and then Abbey Road they recorded after Um, and that seemed to be a bit smoother so then when John announced like hey I'm I'm gonna be dipping after they finished recording Abbey Road like he he told the band privately and people seemed a bit more surprised by that because of how smooth Abbey Road was going uh, well, but then I think they had to do some final touches on "Get Back." Okay, or so now let it be.
1: <laughs> I think I don't know. Well, from from what we could see from the Get Back sessions, it looks like that wasn't necessarily the case. Like there was a lot yeah. of like they were very pretty happy. They were enjoying themselves for the for a lot of it. I think there was like obviously like some some hiccups here or there, but that's to be expected. Yeah. And and I think. um yeah, I don't know why. Like Mike, maybe you can elucidate. Uh, but like, I don't know why they, uh, like, what happened with with Let It Be? Right? Did they just did they just sort of shelve it because they were make like they had to release it along with the film, so they were just sort of waiting for that to to finish or or what? Because because um, they did bring Spectre in to finish it, so it was just kind of like what the hell is that? And and I want to say the other thing I want to say about Abbey yeah. Road. Um, I think it went so smoothly because it was basically Paul doing all the work. And then whenever John or anyone wanted to show up and do something, they did. And he basically was like, oh, here, do this, right?
2: The, there's a lot to unpack there. Oh, um, good. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, responding to what Chris said, yes, the narrative for 50 years was that let it, the Let It Be or the Get Back sessions were just a, a total drag of a time. Nobody liked being there. But um, the Get Back movie that we've just seen has disproven that, at least in the way that Peter Jackson has edited it. But um, PJ has gone on many times to say uh, he's trying to change that narrative, that it wasn't just a terrible time, and there were four guys who truly loved each other and had a good time. Um, So there's that. And I tend to believe that. I'm sure there were some bad times as there are bound to be. When you spend a month with three other people, you're not always going to get along. But I think generally it was a good time. Uh, As to why they shelved it, I think they just kind of put it away and said, well, we're working on the next thing. Let's kind of whatever. And it just kind of, the tapes just sat there. Um, They did give the tapes to Glenn Johns to mix into a proper album. Uh, I think he had two or three attempts, maybe three. Yeah, three attempts. And they didn't like any of them. So they eventually gave them to, I think... John and George I don't know but they gave him the Phil Spector to to work on and Ringo was like yeah whatever because he was always whatever um, dude was drunk <laughs> dude was drunk all the time yeah, he was working on being a movie star um,
1: see the pictures of him and Raquel Welch
2: holy yeah God, Ra- you see that what a yeah. dish banging yeah, <laughs> yeah. gold bikini uh, somebody said that's where George Lucas got the idea.
1: I mean, um, <laughs> it made an impact on me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so anyway, okay. yeah,
2: so eventually they did give them. I think really the reason they, they put the album out was contractual obligations. Like they had just signed a new deal with EMI, hmm. which said they had to produce so many albums under their new contract, and they signed it just before they broke up so they had to produce something so they put out uh let it be and then uh alan klein or abco his company they put together the red and blue albums and uh, then there were a couple other compilations that are not worth mentioning um but yeah a lot of it was like i was (laughs) saying earlier it was just like like contractual or business obligations like it was for the money
1: I was I was thinking the other day where I wanted I wanted a remix of those red and blue albums because they have some of the singles on them that you don't really see remixed. But then I ended up finding a lot of them that I like. I found Penny Lane remix and I found Strawberry Fields wasn't really remixed. But one thing I really like um, I like the love version of Strawberry Fields because it it just it keeps building and building and changing yeah it
2: starts with the demo and moves up to the final master
1: yeah it's it's very interesting i'm like this is good enough you know than then a rem-. like it's a more interesting it it sounds yeah. like you know it's a modern recording as yeah. much as it can and uh but yeah no i really wanted that. I, I want i can't wait till they start figuring out how to do um a revolver cuz that's going to be if oh. they can keep the bass in the center then ho yeah. oh,
2: Oh. okay so i recently got this 1982 pressing german pressing of revolver mm. the stereo pressing and it's called the big bass pressing so i put it on uh because i had some scratches on it when i got it I wasn't supposed to but that's another story altogether i wanted to see how it played so i put it on and this sounded so amazing and all i could think afterwards was if giles could remix the album in proper stereo to sound like this game on like yeah mm-hmm. that's that rubber soul cuz rubber soul was never mixed properly in any format um if he could remix both of those like whole new world
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i'm um don't you dare close your eyes
2: that's
1: right <laughs> what i would love to see is for like a i don't know whatever decade it needs to be um <laughs> but like a, a re like just release all the the stems or like just individual tracks from the album so that like if people can yeah. like remix it and, and sample it and just like here, here, like we as the Beatles, we're just going to give you everything here. Take it here. Have it all. Right. That'd be, that'd be sick. I mean, obviously if you're going to use Let's it, it in, like, a, them, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. <laughs> I want <I, I> <laughs> it. Yeah. There's so man, there's a few bands where I'm like, just give me the tracks. Give me, I, I'll mix yeah. it myself. I just, I need to hear it this way and I'm not enjoying it enough. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great it'd be so cool i'm i so like do you have any um news on on what like what they're doing for revolver rubber soul? i know they're waiting for the technology to move up but like you mentioned that um peter jackson seems, yeah, it, the, seems the to have right. I,
2: I don't know what's coming next there's there's something every year right
1: so i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do but uh, but just like the issue is that like you have a bunch of tracks that are on tape bounced yeah together. Right. Like, how do you separate those things? Right. But, but how do you separate it and still keep like the fidelity? Like that, the, you know, yeah, the... I don't,
2: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how uh intricate the technology can be hmm. like to the sample. I don't know. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's next. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how they could how well they can do it. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I hope they do it well. Because going back to that record I listened to, holy moly. That's my PG way of saying it. Uh, That sounded (laughs) so good. It sounded so good. But the problem was, the guitars were over here, the bass was over here, and... (laughs) (laughs)
0: what are you doing to me (laughs) audio reboot buddy audio reboot
1: (laughs) i don't understand these people i'm gonna put the bass guitar in the left what
3: (sighs) i I don't
2: understand (laughs) (laughs) repeating myself but like how do they make such poor judgments when mixing a stereo i mean i understand uh, at the time mono was king but Come on, like, use your head.
1: Well, not only that, dude, but you literally only had three choices, left, right, center. It's not like you could go, like, you know, halfway between center and right. So really, it's like, hey, when you're listening to a track, like, like, pan to the left, just click it to the center. See who that yeah. sounds better. If you're a human this. being, it will sound better. So yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't know if they got humunculi or to, to go in there and like just bang on the desk until like they yeah. had a mix or something. But like, dude, I, I want to go back back in time. Like I want like a Family Guy esque skit like a like a callback where they're like it shows them like whatever you know, um whatever engineers they had working on it and just like me coming in there with a bat and just beating the crap out of them. It's <laughs> more more, more uh, humane, I guess,
3: where they're sitting,
2: they're like stressed out they're you know they're they've got piles of cigarettes they've gone you know they're they're butted out because they've been out there all night they're having their drinks their ties are loosened they're they're disheveled and like (laughs) how do we fix this and then you come in and you just go Click. <laughs> I'll go away. Like You just move the slider a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would just, I would love. I would love for them to like, like, have it on center and be like, "What if we moved it to the?" And then you hear a click, and they turn around. and It's me with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, would nah, I wouldn't do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Leave it where oh, it is. <laughs> oh man, I've been I've been watching Mythic Quest, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> Mythic Quest is is I don't know. I heard good things about it, and then I yeah. finally checked it out. and It was really good. Seems big with the kids. Yeah, I checked out a lot of shows recently. But anyway, anyway, back to the Beatles. Back to the Beatles.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm just. And like, to what
2: was, of- was George Martin thinking in 1987 when he remixed? Help and Rivers Bowl to actually sound worse than their original mixes. <laughs> it's already been years, uh, decade and a half, let's say, of, no, two, two decades of proper stereo mixing to refer to and learn from. Yet he went in in 87 and said, I'm going to mix these completely wrong again. <laughs> All right, anyway.
1: I don't yeah. I I'm mean done. think even even the sun, even his son is like a hit and miss. It's like you get like a fifty percent better and uh. like come on, dude.
2: Say that on the Beatles subreddit. They will rip you apart. I dude, I'm almost <laughs> done with Reddit
1: period. Like I'm so
2: Those I'm so tired of those kids on the Beatles subreddit.
1: <laughs> so
2: tired of them.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm tired of people on the internet. The, the like, not not like the internet version of people. Period. Like, it, yeah, it's really like they're too, they're dumb enough in real life. Like, <laughs> they don't need the internet. Last thing any human being needs is is the ability to speak to another person on the internet. That's <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so
2: that right. on Reddit and he's become my nemesis. His username <laughs> is uh, out in the tiles. Not out on the tiles like the Zeppelin song, but he's a Beatles and a Zeppelin fan, so we should get along very well, but we're always at odds about something. And he's a total dick about it.
0: So which Um, one of you is John, which one of you is Paul?
2: (laughs) It's not even like that. (laughs) It's beyond that. (laughs) He's such a dick. I'm name. I'm calling you out out in the tiles.
0: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! So Through his profile, I'm like this guy and I. We should get along, but we don't. <laughs> well,
0: I, I um,
1: can't. I can't find him, dude. I, I I can find out on the tiles, but I can't find out in the tiles. Uh, I, I don't. I don't
2: even. I don't even know.
0: As right. as I was as I was doing some like refreshing reading beforehand. Um, I forgot. Like when did when did Ringo and Paul, uh, sorry, Ringo and George quit the band? Was that during The White Album or during Let It Be?
2: Well, Ringo quit during The White Album. They came back after a few days. Right. George left during early on in the Get Back sessions. Right. Uh John quit after Abbey Road. Then Paul officially broke up the band in 70 yeah is it march or may april somewhere in there
0: i think late march because the announcement would have dropped oh yeah so early april uh when i was reading it i don't know why i've just always had the impression that ringo was kind of like the peacemaker in the band like he was he was the most chill dude in there
2: yeah he Uh, just kind of went with whatever like you want to record Pepper, sure whatever you want to play on the rooftop sure whatever I just play then,
0: the best. So, so then, when, whenever I see, when I read that about Ringo leaving, I'm like, okay, if the chillest dude in the group is leaving,
3: yeah,
2: it's something probably
0: bad. a sign that the end is nigh. <laughs> like, you I read the talking about that an octopus. Ringo dips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's
1: like every time you walk into a room with somebody, they were talking crap about the, the other two or something, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, dude, I don't need this. Yeah. I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, what I need is a drink. No I wonder he's an alcoholic dealing with those guys. For...
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all right, so I guess that 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 wraps it on the uh, the breakup of the Beatles. But let's still. Keep... This is always an interesting one. Um, what would be your favorite Beatles album?
3: Revolver. <laughs> Whoa. um, Revolver. Okay.
2: okay, okay. I'm really big on it right now, especially, but it is my favorite (laughs) album. (laughs) I mean, it's got everything. It's got everything. (laughs) There isn't a (laughs) a low point on that album. Uh, Not one. Not one throwaway
1: song. I'm. I'm, Yeah, I. I, You can't disagree on it. <laughs> I, I wasn't No, I'm not like it's not a disagreement at all. It has nothing to well, do with you, okay? <laughs> the with is it
2: wasn't recorded the best. It was recorded, okay. best, but it could have been recorded better.
1: I don't think I don't think there's a Beatles album, Beatles album where I don't skip a song. Um and but I I, I think uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable having a favorite. <laughs> like, I understand. <laughs>
2: Yeah. to pick a favorite song absolutely no way i can't oh uh, no, that was actually my uh, next question no way i'm mean, oh. able to pick a favorite
1: song. i think that's an immoral proposition it actually <laughs> yeah. like, chris would you ask me to choose between my children you know like hey which ones you know Uh, Chop off the hand of one of your kids, pick one That's sick, Chris, and I'm not going to do it If
0: you had children (laughs) and you could (laughs) not say that you loved them more than Beatles songs I would say the issue is yours. No,
1: no, no, no. It's like, it's like, it's like, Hey, choose your favorite Beatles songs. Like saying, Hey, choose your, choose your favorite kid or choose which kid gets their hand cut off because that one, you know, Or or my no, no, is, no, My point is you're equating the music with the value. Of your it's, it's life. more like, it's more like, it's more like, Hey, choose which one doesn't get their hand cut off. That's, that's what it's like. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, say I have ten kids, and you come up to me and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to chop off not nine hands, one hand from each kid. You got to pick which one gets both their hand." And that's essentially what you've done, you know, Chris. It's, okay. it's that's
2: it's the moral really equivalent. You're a monster, is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, you're a human monster. And, uh, okay, about a week ago, Bob. You Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) i'm i'm
1: i'm the human monster (laughs) you got me
0: i'm the monster here yep um okay no well i was i was going to say like i know trying to just narrow it down to one is like nigh impossible but what would be some of your favorite songs okay Mm.
1: well I, i i once made a playlist of um basically i just skip all like the slow or the meandery or the the paul granny songs and so i think <laughs> I don't, like i mean i uh, like uh like okay for instance okay wait wait, wait wait so wait guys here pull up pull up the revolver i i, I actually have it right here you have it okay so for <laughs> yeah, me so i would I, go yeah. i would go tax man i'm only sleeping <laughs> love you too she said she said uh, good day, Andrew Birkenstein, Doctor Robert, and um, uh, the last three. Like, I would skip four, no one. I would so skip here. And there.
2: All the John and George Sox. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't, I don't dig Paul's granny sissy uh, pop. Like, I don't, I'm not about it you have no soul. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no,
2: some, some of it, <laughs> some of it, it is, you ha- you have a rubber soul.
3: <laughs>
2: like if you get later until like the white album, some of it is pure fluff,
1: but, Oh yeah. Well, like dude, like half of Sergeant Pepper, I don't like, but to be fair, a lot of the songs I do like on Sergeant Pepper are, are Paul songs, but a lot of the ones I don't are, but they're, it's mostly a Paul album. Uh, wait, wait, let me look at Sergeant Pepper. Chris, Chris, why don't you answer your own question? We, we haven't
0: gotten anything from you yet. Well, yeah, no, because you guys were talking and I was being polite and not like the monster. I'm a player. I am not okay, okay.
1: Well clearly that <laughs> got under your skin. <laughs> it actually it actually didn't. I was talking. <laughs> oh, oh, you're so okay. Well <laughs> so clearly you're the worst and I was right. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> No, I, um, I don't I don't like okay, wait, there's only there's only three or four songs I don't like on on Sergeant Peppers, and that would be She's Leaving Home. Really, really don't like that song. When I'm 64, don't like that either. Actually, th- those are basically the only two I don't like.
2: Well, I think She's Leaving Home is great. I think that's a great song.
1: I don't like, I don't, you know, like if you're a 14 year old girl, that's your business, okay? I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: If, if I were, gonna, oh if I were to goodness. leave off a fall song or any song from Pepper, it would be Fixing a Hole. You sick, stupid mutton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say Lovely Rita, but no, I pick Lovely Rita over Fixing a Hole.
1: I would I might I would might I might even cut lovely reader too I, I only leave it on because it's like it's upbeat right but yeah yeah I think that's it
2: yeah yeah well song is fixing a hole
1: it's upbeat but it's it's it, not as good no 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 it's upbeat but it's definitely way better than lovely reader <laughs> no it's such a good man fixing hole is a good song man and it' it's, just, like, it's the, a bad song it's yeah. the, it's a weak song. I don't think it's a weak song, dude. I, I mean, I mean, if we're calling that a weak song, then let's just call half, at least half of Sergeant Pepper's weak songs, man. No. Yeah, bro, bro, yeah, bro. bro I told bro. You. Bro, bro. bro. Dude. bro, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that Karl Marx thing? I, like, I told you, dude. I told you, bro. bro. <laughs> I called it. I um No, no, I love fixing a whole like um I love the um the arrangement of it. Like it's it's just a really dope like every part is perfect. Um it's it's just really well composed. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've hit the agree to disagree spot. <laughs> um out of out of my favorites um like two automatically come to mind for me uh in my life is like it's up there as one of my favorite beatles tracks help it also I don't know what it is about it but it's just something that especially over the past 5 10 years the lyrics have just resonated with me and it's just one of my go-to ones one I want to toss on the beatles um Weirdly enough, and I'm not gonna argue its uh, its writing or artistic merit above the other songs. Octopus's Garden has crept up there for me, it's just feel I good. Think I think it's a fun, like, I, I, I can't, no, I, I like, I know what you know, what Octopus's Garden is it's novelty, but it's it's fun, novelty, and it's feel good, like, I can't. I literally can't be in a bad mood when Octopus's Garden comes on, especially the love mix out, love mix of it, where it's got a little bit of the string section in there. I'm just like, you know what this it, it might not put me in a good mood, but it does like really kind of cap off or end a bad mood. Uh, it's just like light, feel good stuff. And it just it just puts me in a I, I can't be angry while i listen to it i like it i i like that a lot i like the Beatles songs that make you feel things that make you think like a day in the life is outstanding and i wouldn't ever compare octopus's garden to any of those other three but it's like hey you know what this this does make me feel things just the lighter things it's light silly and it's awesome
2: sometimes you just gotta have fun you know I say that with movies all the time. People are looking for like these deep philosophical discussions that come out of movies. Why well, can't you just have fun? Why can't you just enjoy uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger blowing things up? Like, just have yeah. some fun.
1: Yeah. Well, like, yeah. There's a place for movies that like that, right? Like, don't judge a movie like that like up against a movie that isn't like that. That 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 yeah. the movie you're judging is was never trying to be like. It was never yeah. intended to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Um, I will say Chris's opinions about *Octopus's Garden* are budget. And uh, uh are <laughs> <Budget. Budget. laughs> you, basic is what I'm saying. He's budget, we're extra. Okay, stop <laughs> 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 so trying oh, to make budget goodness. a thing. Oh, <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Wait, Chris, what's your favorite Beatles album?
0: Um, Did you say, say red say or blue, it, like. No, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anthology, anthology. Anthology. Uh, That's the best anthology.
0: It it is probably like it. It almost changes day to day. Like some of my not actual day to day, but it it is. uh, I'd say a fair, fairly. It's a toss up between Rubber Soul and Revolver. I really, Mm. really enjoy both of those albums. Those are ones I can often, even with some of the like the you could argue filler stuff. They're ones I can enjoy cover to cover. Um, and they're like really, really enjoy it. Let it be naked, even though it's not like you don't look at it as a traditional album. I find it's got a great listen value. And it's one I will pop on often if I want to listen to like not a compilation uh, where it's like, Hey, here's what they were going for But with it's got a great momentum with the track listing the way that it is on Naked, it, it carries through really, really well. So,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, oh crap! What was I going to say? Oh geez! Oh oh, oh oh oh! I think my favorite album might be my my mashup between Sergeant Pepper's and Magical Mystery Tour. Okay. Uh, Who is your own album? No, <laughs> I'm I'm I just did, and it's happening now. Allow me to elucidate. I, <laughs> what, sorry, what is it? Sergeant Pepper, Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, 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 but I also and and I know this is sort of not right, but I also throw "Hey Bulldog" in there because, you know, the White Album has enough songs on it. I don't I don't need "Hey Bulldog" to make a best of of the White Album, you know. Wait, because "Hey Bulldog" wasn't that recorded in '68? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah, I. Uh, in yellow submarine i i what is i called i i i call the album sergeant pepper's magical mystery tour or something like that like (laughs) it's um it's really dope it's a way better album than two months apart so
2: it's not too much of a stretch for them to be one album really
1: yeah yeah because you you get to remove all the crap from sergeant peppers and then you get like magical mystery Tour, which is the dope song you get blue jay way um i i put strawberry fields and penny lane on it um So it's it's Sergeant Peppers immediately becomes like a like like twice as good an album as it was before. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, everyone says even George Martin has said that he regrets not putting uh, Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane on Pepper. But like there's no space for them. You'd have to cut songs out, which I guess is the only which is okay with you. But Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) like there's no there's physically no space for them.
1: (laughs) Wait, Wait, so like on the acetate, they would not have been able to put it on. There's only so much room you can get on an, on an album, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that it was like literally physically not enough like bandwidth to to get more songs on. I thought I mean, you were the, just the saying like
2: artistically, a lot, but the more you squeeze on, the less uh, the lower the quality gets because the grooves get too narrow. Oh and, wow, know, that's problems with um, actually playing back the record as well. But that's interesting. I
1: didn't know that. Limitations, yeah. That makes sense intuitively. That's yeah. crazy. But yeah, no, no, no. I because I'm like I thought you were like creative, Like no, like you can put like you can you can make an album that doesn't end. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh man, that's what we should we should start sharing. Like I want to share my playlist of like my mashup Beatles albums because I did. I I I have Rubber Revolver as well, where I cut the fat from both the albums and like make make one album. Um, What fat? What fat? There's no fat. there's so much fat. It's so <laughs> fat. It's completely fat-free.
2: It's fatless? <laughs> fatless. It's It's skim. It is it's the skim
1: it's milk. Skim milk of the musical world. It uh, is the 2%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, I'm looking at Rubber rubber. I almost called it Rubber Revolver. I'm looking at Rubber Soul right now. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, and I know you guys. you Oh, you guys would destroy me if I tell you what I what I cut. You would, you would be like, you're not even a Beatles fan. What are you doing listening to this band? I, I only,
2: I only want to know a little bit, and I think that little bit is taking over. I want to know what atrocities you would commit. I don't,
1: want, I don't, I don't want you to like me less. I feel like I'm, just, I'm, I'm on the cusp here. I feel like I'm wearing out my welcome. <laughs> Oh. Um, I don't know I think think for <laughs> yourself would definitely be one because it's just you cut yeah it doesn't it doesn't grab me it doesn't it's just it's okay right but definitely it's a great track
2: like yeah. Paul's bass on that track is fantastic because he's got the fuzz bass on it that just mm-hmm. boom
3: boom but,
1: yeah yeah just it's it's but we're dealing with the Beatles here right I mean it's the creme of the crop so like you gotta if you're cutting anything it, there's always gonna be an argument for not cutting it right yes yeah. But I think my criteria is mostly like whatever's just sort of um whatever's like b- below a certain BPM. Because I find as I've gotten older, I just I don't have the patience for like slower songs or like softer songs anymore. I just I don't I'm not I it, I, I don't, don't I like. too slow. I can't dance to it. It's yeah. It's, I don't know what it is, dude. It's just like I don't have that sort of space to sit and ex- and like enjoy things in that way anymore. I don't know how to explain it. Like that I was just, like a side effect
2: of over marijuana use. <laughs> that, that's the marijuana
1: you, just, you have no attention span anymore it might it might be that but i think it's more i think it's more the um
2: base syndrome where everything has to be fast and loud
1: yeah yeah kind of but i don't necessarily think that's the marijuana because well i mean like other people who smoke marijuana their whole lives probably don't seem to have the same issue right i think it's more um i think that is an aspect of it but i do think it's a lot to do with um it's the uh, the manner in which, at least for me, and this is my experience, I'm not I'm not going to say this is for everybody else, but the manner in which social media, um, combined with like uh like a predilection like for anxiety, uh, okay. sort of really messes with your um your attention span, right? And there's 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 studies to show that. But uh, at the same time, you're correct because there are studies to show that marijuana really destroys your short term uh, your functioning memory, right? Like your RAM sort of. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you you've also never cared for or at least. Uh, out of the years I've known you when we've talked music and we've talked band like Matthew good band or other bands that can do slower or like more emotionally, not necessarily ballady stuff, but you tend to shy away from those kind of songs to begin with at least ever, like ever since I've known you before they, as Mike would joke, the years of marijuana (laughs) (laughs) could, uh, could have that impact.
1: The only thing, like, I used to, I did used to, like, a lot of slower and more, like, pretty songs. Like, um, like, Elliot Smith is a really good example. Like, there's a lot of stuff from him that's not upbeat or fast or rock and rollish that I really, really love. But, again, like, if you're going to go that route, it has to be, like, while my guitar gently weeps acoustic version type dope. Like, it has to be very, very good to to keep my attention. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot like, stuff like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't like, it, it's it is what it is, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I can't I can't deal with the the slowness anymore. I need to be fast. Keep, needs to keep my attention. But that's the way I write music anyway, dude. Like it's always it's, it's something. It's it's a lot of lot going on. A lot uh, it has to change a lot quickly. Um, I don't know. Low attention <laughs> fan music. Yeah. But no, but like, I mean, there's even like, it's, it's a lot of people, I don't know, there's a lot of uh, evidence to show that that's people, that's sort of what people want out of the songs, right? Things that don't do the same thing for too long. Um, you know, make, make everything a hook if you can, as much as you can, right? Get as many hooks in there as possible. Like, look at, um, I think a really good example. I don't know if I you I feel like you
0: just described punk music <laughs> to a T, yeah. where it's like, hey, two and a half minutes, nothing but hooks, just a couple chords. <laughs>
1: Oh no 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 no! See, like that, that's the exact opposite. It's like it's just it's basically just like one. It's it's like three instruments playing one rhythm for two and a half minutes. That's the least interesting thing I can think of.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I I enjoy punk every once in a while, but I'm also like I don't get the. Like I know, I know you disagree with like the diehard metalheads, and I can understand that because they can get pretentious as heck. But at least that I can, I can understand that more than the people who are like it's punk or nothing, where it's like it's the same three chords from everybody in the band for two and a half minutes. Sorry,
1: I think punk is like the dumbest thing that it does. <laughs> It's one of the well, dumbest. That's ones kind of, kind of if the,
2: or it was the point when it was it originally broke out in the seventies, right? It's yeah. simple. It's uh, Anti establishment, it's not meant to be the Beatles. It's not meant to be. Well, intricate. a lot of it Spend was hours weeks too. In the, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: It's not meant to be spending weeks in the studio crafting a work of art. It's get your message out as simply as possible with as much aggression in that moment.
0: And yeah, and oi, oi, ois. Ois.
1: Yeah, I just don't like the like the stupidity of it.
0: You know what's funny?
1: I, and and uh, I don't know, like I know basically no one's going to listen to this, but if, and and but if any punk person heard what I'm about to say, they would like beat me to death. By um, the only punk band I like is uh the Sex Pistols. And uh, I was just going to
3: say that
2: I feel the exact same way. The yeah. only punk music I can really listen to is Sex Pistols. Yeah, I'm talking like never mind the bollocks kind of bollocks yeah. kind of. Um, uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, like, that's it. That's the only like just that one album. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know that they wrote or have made anything else. Um,
2: well, there's London Calling, right? But uh, yeah, I was...
1: Wait, London... I,
0: what? That was the Ramones. It was a Clash. It was a Clash? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 right. I
2: can see the cover. Maybe it's not London Calling.
1: Yeah.
0: But if The Clash,
1: like that is like, I mean if they're punk, then yeah, You're I like The Clash place. too. Like that's dope. I think The Clash are considered punk,
0: aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. The Clash shirt. Are- The Clash are they're they're up there for like the Mount Rushmore on punk bands when people look at it. Like I think it's Sex Pistols, uh, the Ramones, the Clash are up there a lot. But Um, here's but here's but there's two schools of thought. OG Misfits get grouped in there too.
1: Yeah, see, like now if we're talking like see that's the thing. Now from from my experience, there's people who consider uh, Clash um maybe not so much the ramones but definitely uh, the clash and sex pistols is not punk they're like bubblegum like wannabe punk they're like pop bands that were dressed up as a punk sort of aesthetic right um but uh the Misfits is what I would categorize as like actual punk, like very much right. closer to like real punk, right? So, so that's why I said when I'm what I'm about to say, act, people who actually like punk are gonna want to stop me. To die, is because like yeah, the, the Sex Pistols were basically like like the Backstreet Boys of punk, like they were just basically it was fully engineered. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for real, like that is it's like hey, how how can we make this as like accessible and poppy as possible to make money off of this new sort of genre that's coming out, right? It's it's like sex pistols are like capitalism incarnate through, through music you know, I,
2: feel, I feel the opposite everyone that followed the sex pistols was capitalism the 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 um, record More capitalism <laughs> no I mean what I'm saying is like sex pistols did well and the um much like uh, the British invasion like the, the record companies went out and said we need guys like this and they went out and found other bands to commercialize like they found the clash and they found um uh, misfits and they found all these other guys. Oh, no, oh no no no, no. They, they're <laughs> pretty are pretty second they against it I just feel like the record companies even if they didn't tell the artists themselves they went and said uh, oh, no. we're gonna commercialize these guys.
0: Well the, the the only reason I'm going oh no no uh towards the misfits is just because they like I, I, I tend to agree with Christian when I think when I think punk rock I do think the misfits just because they had some uh, like they're even like the most niche of of punk stuff just because it was punk songs about horror movies and stuff like that like it wasn't like political punk or anything like that it was really really niche stuff and they were doing really odd lyrics and they got they they did get a groundswell of support and it was underground enough that other bands made their song like yeah. covered their songs more famously. And it got the, the eyes on their stuff. I, I get what you're saying, but I'd be like, nah, not, not for the misfits.
2: Well, maybe they were a bad example. I will admit my, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No no, 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 I'm no, you totally find it. To correct me. As I'm saying now, I, I am fairly ignorant on the pump, punk world. Uh, like I know of it, <laughs> but I don't know the, <laughs> the the intricacies. I don't know of the the famous bands other than the, the three we've mentioned. Um, like I, I've never cared enough. <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah exa- yeah and I think it's just like, not good enough
2: to care about. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: for
1: real. Yeah, I think the, I think the clash is like it's it, like when you listen like when you think about punk right you think about like it, it's that sort of authenticity through like stripped down non commercial um rhetoric or music or whatever aesthetic um, when I think of the clash I think of like far more like they're, they're sort of like a post-punk band. Like they're, they sort of like, uh like kind of like the talking heads where they sort of bridge the gap between the, yeah. um that punk sound, but they don't really have the ethos. Like they, they do have like far more complex and like lush arrangements and recordings and they, they have complicated syncopated rhythms. And um yeah, like in terms of like a, a composer, like they, they actually sound like someone I- I who actually has talent and knowledge in, with comp- in terms of, yeah, they have, uh,
2: yeah I, I agree. And, In retrospect, uh, I don't know why I confused London Calling with Sex Pistols, because it's totally different, totally different style. But um, yeah, The Clash, they have some melody to their songs where you look at something like... um, I can't even think of the name of the song, but when they say, uh, I am the Antichrist, uh, is that God Save the
1: Queen? I am the Antichrist. I think, yeah, I, don't, I think it is. <laughs>
2: um, like, Yeah,
1: it is God Save the Queen. Yeah.
2: There's not really much to that. I mean, it's like, I enjoy the song. Uh, it came on the radio, um, well, not on the radio, on Spotify when I was driving home a few weeks ago. And I'm like, damn, this song's good. <laughs> like, I'm into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that really gave the Sex Pistols. Um, like really, like they they were. I don't know how to explain this. It, it, it's like it wasn't. I think lead guitar basically, like having a second guitarist, um, yeah. that yeah. elevates them so much. And and I'm just trying to think of like why they're better than other punk bands because like on the face of it, you wouldn't. I think it's like they just have really good melodies. Um, and they, they the, the way they, sex pistols. Hmm? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Good catchy melodies. Like almost every melody is a hook. Uh, yeah. For any song, um, their rhythms are a lot better. Like, they're a little more, you know, they're not clash level uh, yeah. complicated, but they're definitely not like just straight, you know, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. I find
2: I Sex Pistols to the point. Like, they don't bother themselves with good songwriting. <laughs> 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 like, they have their three chords, and they get to the point, they say what they have to say about the, the, political class or the, the ruling class and they move on.
0: <laughs> so the yeah. punk listener who was going to murder Christian for saying they were the Batchley
3: yeah. Boys is so all, all going
0: to <laughs> chase down Mike. Tell I was to be like, dude, just, just say the Green Day, they were the group day or Blink-182. The, think think the
2: greatest <laughs> punk band ever is Green Day.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: like, I feel like the Sex Pistols are the green day of uh, the 70s or something. Like, man, like the first song where, like, Holidays in the Sun, they have that part, it's like, ding, 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 ding. And, they, like, they, they have different parts in their songs. They have, like, interesting, like, they, they go interesting places, right? And and kind of like the Beatles, they emphasize little things that are, when you, on the face of it, you won't really notice, right? But they do little, like, little, like... It's hard. It's so hard to explain. Like you, you would get like a phrasing, right. Or like a verse or like, like a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And within that, someone could just like do a a simple drum beat like like all the way through. But what the Beatles would do is all of a sudden they would emphasize like if the lyrics did something interesting or something a little different right at the end of that you know, the four beats or whatever, they would emphasize that with the drums or something, right? Like little things like that. And I think the Sex Pistols did did stuff like that where like other punk bands like the Ramones are just so simple, so straightforward. They don't oh, emphasize yes, yeah.
2: that. Yeah, it's, it's all downstrokes. It's the three yeah. chords again, but d- just downstrokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me, like the Sex Pistols almost remind me of like, oh man I don't like they're like the Beatles mixed with Nirvana or something man like I don't know like
2: it's (laughs) you brought up the Ramones you got me thinking like the Ramones like they they had catchy songs but they didn't have the rebellious spirit that the sex specials had so in that sense they feel a little inauthentic They just yeah. feel like, we're, 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 people you are know, like, but <laughs> yeah. well, why is that? Because it's cool. Where like the sex puzzles were being like the culture of the time. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, if, and, if, like, if, if I can quickly say something just to get the murderer, who's going to get you guys uh, after you guys, I'll get him on me now. Yeah. It's almost like punk is, is, has all the rebellious spirit of metal just without, uh, with a fraction of the talent. Uh, so ah. now I can get the murderer on me yeah <laughs>
2: and that's pretty bad uh, it's good. Metal oh, has no talent, so what are you saying?
0: Oh, oh
1: sir! Yeah, I saw a study the other day. I said there's a huge Life's overlap. getting
0: double murdered.
1: <laughs> which, like overlap of people who like, like in the brain, the way the the brain like experiences music and stuff. Like people who um listen to and like metal, and people who listen to and like classical music. And yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me from a composition standpoint. When you listen to um the better metal bands, uh, mm-hmm. it it makes it makes so much sense. It's like you have a predilection towards like epic really yeah. really epic sounds or music right and i'm like i totally oh, get it. Yeah. like I, i'm the same way but i don't like i like i want that like i i like that epicness to come from m- more of um from dynamics right uh mm-hmm. how do i i don't know how to explain it like uh yeah and like also like it's weird i don't like the chord progressions usually associated with metal but i do i like the i do like that at like that feeling that powerful like i'm on the crest of a, a wave sort of feeling right yeah um but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's I prefer to get it from things like 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 Nirvana. To me, like that's really because it's it's melodic and it's poppy, but it's, right. it you still have all that power and that energy, right? Yeah, it's you know.
0: uh to give to give a punk band their kudos. Um, one that I absolutely have to compliment is uh their their current band. It's Rise Against. Um, I find they've got like all the positives of some of the punk bands we've discussed, but they've got excellent melody uh the message actually seems genuine um and the songwriting is is gen, like generally tight they're if i think of like what a good modern punk band is i i think them because they also have some of the pop sensibilities that some of the other like some pop punk bands have but i look at that uh, they just seem to have it a lot more authentically I don't know what it is. It might just be negative association from around the time of the album and their pretentious fans. But I just really Green Day is so off putting to me.
2: They, <laughs> like it, they, Dookie was good. That like that era was good. But now they're 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 like a parody of themselves.
1: I what, what did you what did you guys think when American Idiot came out? Because I liked it from like, I had um, no interest whatsoever. <laughs> I thought well, it was,
2: I, it was I, a I, garbage, um, pseudo punk. If you want to even. Call I, I, it.
1: What? <laughs> Here's a wait, wait, wait. I just I'm on okay. Yeah, no, no, Answer no, my bro. question when I'm done. <laughs> 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 my fault, my fault. No, um, no, <laughs> I was gonna say like I didn't. Like, what I really liked from like I liked it from like a songwriting standpoint. Like the melodies were like very good i think it was Mm -hmm. i think it was very like beatles-esque and it's and it's um and it's uh focus you know what i mean uh but at the same time i felt kind of like embarrassed to like it um if we're talking about like colloquially or, or you know like within the the frame of like our, our, our culture at the time, I guess. But um, from a songwriting standpoint, I'm like, no, dude, these are like, all these songs are solid. Like, even if the lyrics are kind of lame, even if the, the, it's kind of, um the melodies are sort of very derivative. Um, Like they, I think they nailed it with that album in a lot of ways. And, and you you can make fun of me, you can say it's bad, but it was very, very successful. I think that was like the, the harbinger oh. of their
0: return, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, I- like, I I can agree with everything you – absolutely everything you just said. It was a very well-produced album. The melodies, even as much as – it probably is the fans that just, like, wrecked it for me. <laughs> uh, but I just remember at the time, everybody, everybody going on and on about, like, oh, it's it's amazing and it's so political. And it's like, sit down. This is, like, kids' table politics. If you want to yeah. listen to actual political music? Listen to Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I knew you like, were gonna say that. was uh, true. <laughs> well, and then, I've, and then, then they spiel sold before. out. <laughs> Hardcore. Like it, it. It was just one of those. It was one of those things where I think it was the association, um, and also where it's like, oh, they're so brave talking about politics. Where it's like, it's fashionable to talk about politics right now. It's so like, brave. like, no one's ever done it before. <laughs> like, honest, they're like, oh, they're sticking it to them. I'm like, them and everybody else, because everybody, it is fashionable to make fun of, like, the the Republicans and everybody. And I'm not saying there's no reason, but I'm just saying it's like, no, this isn't groundbreaking. This isn't anything new. Don't treat it with kitty gloves like mm. you are, where... It was an all-right album. I I think it's just like the people hyped it up so much that it just wrecked it for me and then ever since i'm just like ah green day (laughs) yeah
1: like i like i like all like musically i think it's it's damn near perfect but a lot of the lyrics and like the 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 content of the that sort of puts me off of it i would really much rather hear like everything exactly the same except with different words for a lot of those songs (laughs) it's i there's so often where i'm like this this could be perfect this could be like i would love this to the end of time if you would just change what you're talking about um I did one thing I really liked was I liked American Idiot because I'm like, oh, finally, like we we can all start talking about how Americans are just stupid, right? Like is, yeah. this is this is great. That's, this is that's great. great. This is what I've yeah. been waiting my whole life for. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about how literally every American is the is the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like American. That seems redundant. You know why don't yeah, we American and... <laughs> idiot? Why are you saying the same oh thing? All an idiot. Well, we can all just, we all know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> But I love, I love, and like the you know it's it, yeah it is it, a lot of the, the lyrical content is very heavy handed. But uh, I don't you know we didn't get together to talk about Green Day. Um, what did you guys think about um, uh, and Mike specifically? I, I don't know if if Chris has any uh you know knowledge about this, but um, what, what's that band um the Led Zeppelin band that's out now?
2: Um, I know what you're getting at, but I'm not going to say it because that's how you describe them. <laughs>
1: Well, come on, dude. Let's. I love how yeah, they. So,
2: how I feel about Greta Van Fleet. Yes. Yes.
1: Exactly. Greta I think they're let's a pretty good too, band,
2: actually. I think yeah, they're yeah. pretty good.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not saying it's like. Well, I mean, dude. Let's. I let's think think they're great. just ripping off
2: Zeppelin." Well, they are, but I mean. So, uh, if you listen to their latest album, Battle at Garden or, Battle at Garden's Gate, yeah. there are I think two or three distinct rip-offs of riffs. Um, but they're a good
1: band. One. I was watching um what's his name? Uh from the darkness. He has his own little YouTube channel or or podcast yeah, or whatever. And I was watching him. Out, yeah. He was talking about how he's like he's playing one of the riffs and he's like see that's a that's a decent riff right but here's what Led Zeppelin would do and, and Led Zeppelin would do and here's what I was talking about with um Sex Pistols where they would emphasize certain things where they wouldn't just do like a steady beat to the end of the riff they would like like comparing like the,
2: the rhythm sections of of uh, Zeppelin and um Greta Van Fleet it's no contest because Zeppelin yeah. had one one of the greatest rhythm sections
1: ever <laughs> but but even like just as like a band as a composer when you when you come in you can come in after the fact and be like hey Led Zeppelin Emphasize this little part of the riff right here, as yeah. before we go into the next part. Just little things, right? And and I think that was a good point that he made. Where I'm like, yeah, like they could put a little more effort in in that respect. But I think in terms of like, I'm I'm totally fine with them just t- completely ripping off Led Zeppelin. I'm not going to be like, oh, these guys suck because they're doing that. If they do it right, then like, dude, no other yeah. band could do that if, right. Like, if, <laughs> yeah, if if that
2: I've always said, and it's it's uh, I contradict myself a lot when I say this, but um, it's not ripping off if you do it better. And yeah. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that but i'm saying like zeppelin themselves they get a lot of flack for being for ripping off blues artists and if that's not a problem what the problem really was or is is the lack of credit they gave to said blues artists and it's not that they made the songs worse they made them significantly better mm-hmm. um but getting back to greta um yeah i've i've heard just dis- like um the, the closing track on their latest album, it's totally Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You from Zeppelin 1. Like, it's it's 99% Babe, I'm gonna leave you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it's still good. Because there's the little... They they make it different enough to make yeah. it not a rip-off, rip but I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't like the band. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I like good. the band. No, that's good just,
0: it's I just slightly outside the realms of... Uh, intellectual property copy copyrights <laughs> i haven't heard it
2: oh they're just ripping off as Zeppelin. well have you actually listened to them because if you listen to them you'll hear that there's actually something good there Yeah. yes they I, have a singer that is very plantish
1: he sounds exactly like plant yeah it's crazy it's it's well here's the thing here's the thing dude i'm fine like if a band came out and they sounded like they were just as good as the beatles and they sounded like the beatles why would i be complaining that's
2: thing. <laughs> he said it perfectly. Uh, sh- they sound like Zeppelin, but Zeppelin's not around anymore, so yeah. these guys will do, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: exactly. I saw an interview with Robert Plant, and he was talking about the lead singer, and he's like, "These kids say that their inspiration is Aerosmith," and he looks at the camera like, <laughs>
2: like <"Man, what?" laughs> "He's like, guys, stop lying!" Like, <laughs> like "Come on, Come man." On. He's like, you're trying, trying you're, not, "You're trying to not." Perce- uh, uh, Get the stereotype going. Perpetuate the stereotype.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's like if they come
2: out. Be honest. Like we know you're lying.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so. It's so ridiculous. Being like, like it's like some guy coming out and being like, "Hey guys, I'm six foot tall." And he's like, you know, five feet. And everyone's like looking at each other, and like, what? Why? Why is he? Why is he telling us he's six feet? We can well, see that. He, like, this is really awkward, strange for everybody."
2: <laughs> like, pumped up, colored hair. Oh, I really like uh, Barry Manilow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to tie it in to tie it in other musically it'd be um i remember even reading an interview because christian i know you're you're really big on the album because it's a fantastic album Mm. um but my chemical romance is welcome to the black parade dope Mm -hmm. album
3: Mm -hmm. they
0: wore their influences on on the sleeve on their sleeve with that they were like yeah no that's a very queen track but then when it came to uh the song cancer in particular i can't remember where it was but someone's like This seems very Beatles esque. And then he was like, because it is. Like the melody, we were going for a Lennon-McCartney vibe with that one. I think people who. Sorry, go, you go
1: first. Yeah, I think when people are like, "Hey, like this sounds way too much," like in the sense that you're accusing them of ripping them off, or you're saying, "Hey, you're not a good songwriter because you wrote something that sounded like a band that you love." Have they're they're so they're so, not only their ignorance is so wrapped up in their 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 need to to elevate themselves above another person, right? Like wrapped up in their ego. It's it's a very very dirty combination because it's like, dude, like if you wrote music, you would understand that how difficult it is to come in and be like write a song that's like the bands that you love that's just as good good that that like without ripping them you know what i mean like it's to me that's a lot more difficult than just writing songs that you would write that are like like your style it's harder to
2: write a rip-off and make it not seem like a rip-off than it is just write a
3: song
1: yeah or even like make it yeah 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 it's like they could come in and they could rip off like an actual beatles chord progression or a melody right but like cancer does sound like a beatles song but it doesn't sound like any song the beatles wrote yeah. Which is, which is exactly, like, that is the, the it's, it's perfection. That's schlag Like, that's, that's
0: yes, Christian, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that, that takes the most
1: skill. Like, dead, a song like dead, like, like, dude, like that. No, 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 the, 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 the uh, it, it's way, way far more difficult to write a song like, like an artist that you like, um, than it is to just write a song.
2: Yeah. So what I was going to say was what I'm seeing more now and I guess I would have seen it a lot more had the internet been around like it is today in the 90s is uh Oasis is just a Beatles rip-off band. Like I don't agree. Like no. they clearly and they're very open or they were very open about loving the Beatles, idolizing the Beatles. But I don't think like I've been an Oasis fan since like 95. <laughs> like I can't think of any rip-off in their like they have Deliberate like Lennon sound quote sound clips in um, I'm out of time from their last album, but I don't hear anything that's like oh that's a ripoff that's Strawberry Fields
0: like I don't hear it. Plus they 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 took the the joking hatred the Beatles had for each other. To a very literal and actual level, <laughs> the Beatles <laughs> never did.
1: <laughs> well, it's like a band comes out and it's like, oh wow, they have decent like like these. It's like pop, but it's kind of rock, and they have good melodies. They must be exactly like the Beatles. <laughs> like it's like what what? So like a, g- a good band finally comes out for the first time in like twenty something years, and now it's like, it's like, oh, they're they're just ripping off the Beatles because no, like they're well, yeah, like great band play.
2: We haven't heard like that style of music in so long. It yeah. seems at least something I can think of that when they come out, oh, they're just ripping off Rush and they're ripping off Led Zeppelin. Well, maybe they're just influenced and they're doing their own thing. They're taking their own spin on it. And it's good music. You liked it when it was done back then, didn't you? Did, you guys, <laughs>
0: did you guys don't check they're... out the Sheepdogs? Uh, not
2: really. No, I've heard like their hits, I think, but not I... intentionally.
0: <laughs> I never got hugely into them. It was just something that was recommended. So I can't speak on like a song for song basis, but I remember some people being like, Oh, this is just such a ripoff of like seventies mute, like seventies rock. I'm like, it's exactly it's what they're sure going what they're, for
2: though. It's Southern like, rock from the North.
0: Like that, like they're not trying, I, I wouldn't be like, they're not trying to rip off. I'm like, they're, they're going for recreating that sound. Cause that's, what they enjoyed it's like, they're, they're not the black just keys are just rip off artists record
1: <laughs> like yeah like, are are sure they're not like you know paying tribute to an era of music that they really enjoy yeah <laughs> yeah like they, the people don't understand how like difficult it is to like fall into to a, an aesthetic that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> like just, like i'm gonna put myself in the mind like it's it's that takes skill man it takes a lot of skill
0: now, Mike, at one point when Christian and I were singing the praises of Welcome to the Black Parade, you had a look on your face. Do you not like that album as much as we do? Or?
2: I have no idea what album that is.
0: Oh, OK. It's it's a dope Welcome, album.
2: What? Welcome to the Black Parade.
0: Yeah. It's a Michael Romance album.
2: Oh, forget it.
0: No, Mike. Dude, we dude that's the problem. the problem. That's this whole the problem. half the conversation talking about people who do what you do. No, <laughs> like that. That. Dude, straight up, legit. Uh like I for the longest time just associated like my chem- my chemical romance with like the The worst of the emo-y traits of some of their earliest stuff. it's it's a band
2: for teenage girls who are uncomfortable in their bodies.
0: No, no, that (laughs) that, but that's so 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 damn (laughs)
3: ignorant.
1: (laughs) So why aren't you listening again? I I don't
0: understand.
3: I don't throw (laughs) that (laughs) face.
2: Like, but and quite symmetrically. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> no, no, but like that that album. Because uh, a, a coworker of mine, it was when I worked at Best Buy. He knew that that was my view of the band. It wasn't as as ignorant as yours, but it was similar. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was similar. Where I'm like, no, this is just like popular emo trash. It's not even like good emo. Like it's just stupid emo. And the album is not that. It is such a fantastic rock and roll record. Like it really, really is. It channels a lot of some of the best aspects of Queen. The can't like the song Cancer on there is a very modern take on a Lennon McCartney melody. Like mm. the album is one you can go through cover to cover, even with the even with some of the filler tracks. Like they're all really well written and really well made. I never skipped point- a song on that album to the point that it's made me appreciate some of that earlier stuff where I'm like the music videos and the marketing and music videos of the band is almost. And then the fans is what ruined that band for me before black parade. It is a dope album. It is fantastic.
2: Well, I hear your opinion, but I reject it.
0: No, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Check it out, man. Like, just, throw yeah. at my
2: gym. And I'm pretty sure she wears my chemical romance shirts all the time. And she's got like, she's clearly, she doesn't know who she is yet. And she wears like eye makeup, dark ring eye makeup that runs down when she sweats. And she runs really weird.
1: I think I'm in love.
0: <laughs> I think the problem here is you. Who said? It? Who goes to the gym and judges how people run? Who that's that's all the people do at the gym. <laughs> you it's are exciting. why I don't go to it's the fun fun gym. To
1: judge <laughs> other people. Then have <laughs> them judge you. It's, it's people like that that are
0: why I don't work out and don't go to the
1: gym. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, in the world, it seems to be a reflection of some of the worst parts of just society in general. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just,
1: I, yeah i want mike you got to check out the album though dude i'd really like i i just come at, it, <laughs> come at it with an open what the black parade yeah yeah uh, come at it with yeah. an open mind dude because like for for real like i don't like any other michael, michael romance album like i don't yeah uh but that's one of my favorite albums ever no so
2: it, 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 and i'm extremely bored i will oh give the chance but, like, like, basically tonight,
1: probably. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> like, for me, it was legit. Just, the, he starts the,
1: playing it right now.
0: <laughs> the, coworker, the coworker knew if I knew it was the band, I was going to write it off Uh just because he was a fan of the band. And then you try to bring me up. And I said not exactly what you said, but similar things where it was just like, oh, it's it like, oh, it's this genre of music. That's only for this kind of person, whatever. He didn't say what he was going to play. He put it on. And by a couple minutes in, I was like, oh, damn, this is this is pretty good. And then the album just kept going. And it was so good the whole way through. It's it's a fantastic album. And I'm I'm with Christian. I don't really I don't like there's other my chemical romance songs where i'm like hey that was well written i enjoyed like i can enjoy that one i can't say that for any of their other albums though it might be like i like a track but that album is fantastic
1: oh yeah the production on black parade is just it's so good and like the little they do the thing that the beatles do they'll add like little hookish elements that happen Mm -hmm. like like three beats and then they're gone it's just like Oh, man, it and, all adds up. It's all like layered and stuff. It's so good, man.
0: And listener, just to just to tie all this in with the Beatles, especially hmm. if, if you want to hear what like a I'd say like a, a Lennon McCartney influence can sound like on a modern on a modern band, look up their song Cancer uh, off of that album. It is very much like I'd say a modern Beatles song. Like ballads. Yeah, in terms of melody and everything. It's it's phenomenal.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, let's wrap this up. I gotta go.
3: <laughs> I had to go like half an hour ago. <laughs> the
0: guest <laughs> is closing out the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, I'm an integral part of this. I'm the third leg in this tripod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tricycle without the front wheel. <laughs>
1: uh, Mike right. was integral to the plot. Integral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess, yeah, any any final thoughts or on the Beatles breakup? Any particular songs that we haven't mentioned that you'd really want people to check out or... My All the songs that Christian movies.
2: doesn't like to listen to them because they're good <laughs>
1: oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> No one in the history of hu- human insanity has said anything dumber than that.
2: <laughs> <I will not. laughs> like, to, like he he, he out for no one. That's a great song. It's concise. It's heartbreaking. Listen to it. I've, if you ever have you if you've ever felt human emotions, you can like it. You can, <laughs> place, you can, you can
1: relate <laughs> to it. <laughs> Coming from the most sociopath anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't deal with this.
0: <laughs> audio reboot. Audio reboot. Audio reboot. <laughs> um, I, I an really audio
3: reboot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, there's man. Uh, one thing I was really, I really wish they had stayed together because I love what they did on Let It Be. Like I love the um the musicianship they were getting back mm-hmm. together in like a band way. I really love. Like the way everything plays into each other on songs like "I Dig a Pony" and and I've got a feeling and yeah and, uh, like just the the interplay between all the different parts is just perfect. Like they're at the top of their game. They they and I love how they sort of built them from the ground up together. It it, it uh, clearly that was the best way to do it. Like it was obviously the least like <laughs> the least fun for them to do it that way, <laughs> but it, they got the best results. Like clearly, like
2: in my closing argument and to reach back in this. argument. We <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I, I didn't mean argument clothing statement <laughs> um uh, judge <laughs> chris, chris had said something earlier about how like they could have stayed together and but like done their own thing on the side right so there's this book i'm sure i've mentioned it to you before christian called um once there was a way and it's like uh, an alternate fiction of what happened if the beatles stayed together And that's basically how it works in the book Is that like they didn't want to stay together They wanted to break up But contractually and for business reasons They had to stay together for one reason or another For like, I think, 25 years Or maybe even longer And so like part of the deal was They would do their own thing For like 9 months or 10 months out of the year And then for 2 months they would record a Beatles album And then they would go into their own thing For the next little while And they would come back every year and do a Beatles album And it worked in the book and uh, anyway, it's a really good book. Once there's a way, give it a read or a lesson, whatever you prefer. Oh, it's yeah. a very plausible alternate history. Like even I was reading, I'm like, did that really happen or not? Because it meshes the real and the alternate fiction so well.
0: Man, can you, when can I was, you text when I was, that to us afterwards? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was a kid, I think I was like I was like eleven or something, or 12. no, no, it was sometime after it was sometime around the time where where Mike had given us the or given me the the one album. Yeah. And uh I think it was very like almost right after that because I really really started getting the Beatles after you gave me that album. I was like right into the man. Um and and I found this magazine that basically that said the Beatles recorded an album after they broke up in in like 71 or 72 called Oh. And um oh, okay. They chronicled like their all, and I'm like, Whoa, all this, like, I gotta hear this album. I've never heard that album. What is that? I, and I totally thought it was real. And like, it was, this, it was oh, like, yeah. like you said, it was an alternate history of what happened after yeah. they broke up. And I go to my mom, I'm like, Mom, what, like, what about this album? And she's like, I don't, I don't never heard of that album. And I'm like, Well, then who has? And I'm trying to find someone who has. <laughs> like, <"No>, I don't,
0: I don't know why I had this thought, Christian, but as you were describing that. I just can't help but thinking. I'm like, I feel like that's something Rivers from Weezer would just be like, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a fictional album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a that's Beatles a total
1: River thing to do. Yeah, yeah,
0: as you were describing, I was like, I think, I think we've got an idea for the next Weezer album, guys.
1: <laughs> oh man, I would love for him to drive himself to basically suicide, trying to trying to no, make a, a, a Beatles <laughs> a good last Beatles album.
2: But if he drove himself to the edge of suicide, like he doesn't kill himself. But he's right on
1: the edge. No, <laughs> I, I need to clarify. I don't want him to die. That's yeah. the last thing I want. I'm not saying I'm trying to that. Be on the edge of death. Okay? Yeah, well, given his nature, who he is as a person and a songwriter, he would drive himself literally insane trying to do that album. I'm sure of it. I'm am certain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I guess the final thing I I toss in is I I. Like it was the it was a couple of quotes towards the end, especially from George and then John, where he even said after he had like quietly announced he was leaving the band, he's like, I don't know, maybe we'll do some solo stuff and then reunite every couple like every couple of years after each of us has done an album to get like our our individual interests out. Part of me wonder like I, I wonder if they could have made that work. There's been a I haven't seen that with bands. I've seen that with like rap groups where it's like, okay, they made that work. And that made, that made sense for them. But that was, it was different. I just, I would have loved more. I would have loved more Beatles, even though everything we got, even the poppy stuff, even the, I want to hold your hands. They have their place and they're enjoyable for what they are. But part well, of wants to know what it would have been like as you, as George, and then Paul were developing their sound and then John's into the 70s like what would the Beatles have sounded like if they were able to come together again
2: yeah Way uh, well as as vision said a thing's not beautiful because it lasts like would they still have the legacy if they had gone and possibly ruined it in the 80s
1: yeah i'm thinking they might have ruined it but at the same time i'm also thinking like they like the the whatever struggle they had to go through to make an album, like struggling with against each other, like coming to you know, um. That's always what made them better. Like as soon as they yeah. had free reign to do whatever they wanted, yeah. their their tensions
2: exactly. became not involved. Needed each other. They had each other on it on their toes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't like every when you you can hear it, especially in George's uh solo album, like, um. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, there's it's weird because some songs are, are like, they're very like arrangement heavy sort of thing. Yeah. I like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but the other ones where it's like, dude, you really you could have used someone coming in here and sort of yeah. kicking your butt a bit, you know? <laughs> like yeah.
2: which had a lot of songs. Well, a lot of his work was just like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just having fun. I'm the, I'm getting together with a band. He loved playing with a band that wasn't, that didn't involve Paul McCartney. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, he didn't really care. He just wanted to put out a song, wanted to get his words out, but he really didn't care about the details.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like same like even John too, right? Where it's like a lot of his arrangements and stuff post Beatles were like very sparse, and it was very like um like they would, just you can you could tell they all they were just so tired of being challenged by other people. And they you were say, like I'm just
0: doing it out of the way I want. Would you say Paul had the best post Beatles? Output?
1: he definitely had the most prolific well he's had time <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um i in terms of quality I mean I'm a little ignorant towards, towards Paul's uh stuff because I just don't like it it's very soapy <laughs> um it's it's pretty much everything Christian doesn't like but as a solo career um wow. but uh I guess by default Paul does have the best one because he's it's there's so much of it.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but if you were to condense, like, if you were to make like a greatest hits album of uh, John Paul or George, whose greatest hits album would be the best? Um, probably John's.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I got my mind. Yeah, here's the thing. My favorite George Harrison solo song is a cover. i <laughs> you, yeah. that's not even his song and and it's most and it's basically only because of jeff lynn's arrangement like that's like, and, it, that, like man he he arranged the crap out of that song like it is it is perfect and i don't use that word often but yeah okay. anyway we got okay. it
2: george's, george's first problems were great but, you know, I, I gotta get out of here i'm late for dinner <laughs> all
0: right well gentlemen thanks for uh thanks for having this fun conversation today uh, we were able to, even though get a, get Randy at points, still keep it light. So audio reboot successful and probably more entertaining than uh, the last time around. And Mike, thank you for joining us. You're the first time Christian and I have had a guest on on the podcast. So you, yeah. were, uh, you were you were a fun uh, first appearance and hopefully one of uh, one of several.
1: Yeah, let's do this again. I have things to say.
0: <laughs> okay. the bill is
1: in the mail. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be oh, yeah, hearing we didn't from our you, lawyers.
0: You pay to come on our
1: show. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, I'm I'm paying for this. <laughs> paying? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are we dealing with a flat rate right here? What? what, what?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you just hang up. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> just hang
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> it's three hundred dollars. Goodbye, sucker. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I gave him my terms and I left before he could answer.
0: <laughs> I took my ball and I went home. So not only could not only could I no longer lose, they could no longer play. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we look forward to coming back to you in another couple of weeks with uh, some more episodes. We d- we don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but it'll be good. The music ones i uh, music is fun to generally fun and easier to keep light about and um, I forgot how much I like talking music.
2: Mm. Call me back, we'll talk more music. I can always talk about the Beatles, like we've only scratched the surface today, and it's been <laughs> <five> hours
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like we've only really, really covered a couple of years in their career,
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there, there is some uh, Christian. You and I will talk later, um, but there are some other music topics we could we could cover and figure stuff out.
1: Oh, I would like to do an episode where Mike has listened to the Black Parade and we, he comes back and then tells us what he thinks. Dope. Yeah. Do you know me well
2: enough to know that no matter. Uh, what my opinion is on the album, I'm still gonna shit all over it because <laughs> you want me to like it. <laughs> I,
1: that is so. I'm, I'm admitting to a personality disorder. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> but honestly, I'm I'm the same way. As soon as like someone some like wants me to have a certain reaction or tells me to do something, even though I wanted to do it anyway, I'm like, no,
0: nope, no, nope, oh, I'm not doing no, it. anymore. Well, no, no, it, it's it, it's a weird point, but I, I'll say I. I do the same thing. I've noticed everyone Christian used to be on me uh, all the time in, in a loving way about checking out um, Ted Lasso. But he also noticed the more he mentioned it, the more I'd be like, no,
1: okay, well, I think there's like 80 different things I've wanted Chris to watch or listen to or read. and And we haven't talked about any of them. It's awful. It's he's the worst.
0: <laughs> I am the monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, Googachoope.
3: Yeah. I... yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what?
2: <laughs> you said I am the monster, and I added Googachoope. It's like I'm <laughs> Get it? We're talking about yes, the Beatles.
3: Do. I do. Okay. I oh, a Mike out. These <laughs> oh, suckers.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, everybody, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back in a couple weeks, and hope you'll be back here with us.